Hello and welcome to Indie Outlook, where we look at big ideas from smaller studios. I am your host, Robert Desert Eagle Allen, and with me is no other than Cy. Hello. That was kind of a delayed hello. What's going on over there? <laughs> Nothing. It's all good, it's all good. So, should we jump right into things? Wait, before we go into the show, uh, there's a few stuff that I would like to say. (laughs) We have got two very important months in the year for the tech gaming family. First, uh, we've got a few birthdays from July. We've got Anna, Diego, and our beloved Blue Swing. They all just recently had birthdays, so congratulations on leveling up, guys. How come Blue is the only one that's beloved? Are you trying to pick up something here? Are you <laughs> yes. trying to get me in trouble? You're trying to get me in trouble here, aren't you? You should have said I just went with alliteration on that one. You're a butthead. <laughs> and for August, we have got two also very special and one butthead birthday boys coming. First of all, we have Gonzo and Mr. Headhunter right here. So congratulations, sir. I'm getting one year closer to your senior citizen discount. Yay. Yay! Yes, I can't I wait know. to gum my food at the IHOP. That's just sad. <laughs> That's just sad. Also, oh yeah, just to bring it up a little bit. Also, I remember that uh, I remember reading that we do have a new member in the Tech Gaming family. Is that right? That she's is. This, um, that is correct. Yeah, she's this lovely four-legged little one named Hannah. I believe she's Hannah. assistant production these days. Yeah, she's a little ditzy. I've come to learn. She's not, she doesn't quite have the brain capacity as Belle, or even Scout as much. So she's lovable, she's adorable, but uh, yeah, a little bit of a ditz. But I love her anyway. Oh. Yes. <laughs> the game is secretly run by Rescue Mods. Yes, that is true. So without right. further ado, let's get into it. Yes? That's right. Let's okay. Go. So I'm a little late to the party with Devolver's output, and let me explain why that is. Uh, Fashionably late. Fashionably late, yes. Well, most publishers choose the air-conditioned halls of the Los Angeles Convention Center to show off their their E3 wares. Devolver, they choose the east lot, and by the east lot, I mean that's across the street in a parking lot next to the food trucks. They They got time to walk. Yes, where, uh, who was that? Ouya, where Ouya uh, once shared their space. Um, now, normally it takes about 10 minutes to, to get past the crowds from the from one hall to another, but making it across the street through the, uh, past the religious uh, zealots and uh, everybody there it takes a little bit longer. And then if you couple Are that... Are you complaining for walking? No, I never complain. I love to walk. <laughs> I don't don't even say that. No, I, I walk everywhere. I'm only asking. I, I get just, to, just asking. on my phone. I get at least ten thousand steps a day, if not twelve thousand. See, now you're just showing off. No, not really. There's just no level ground with you. I, I go through shoes fairly <laughs> fairly quickly. Three month lifespan. Okay, so going back to the okay, so so devolver. They they have this <laughs> laid back scheduling style. Um, and, and when those things combine, things get a little bit tricky. So imagine, I'm going to paint this picture for you. Uh, there is a circle of these stainless steel campers. Uh, in the middle, there's barbecue. They're cooking hot hot dogs, hamburgers. And then, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of people just kind of milling about, hanging out in the middle. And you have a pretty good idea of the scene. Um, last year, we went to see uh, Had a Full Boyfriend in a trailer that also doubled as housing 
which was a little bit weird. So you're in this little tiny space next to, you know, a couple of cots and, and stuff like that. But <laughs> it, it, I guess it makes sense in a economic sense there. Uh, this year they, to, they told us, that. yes, they told us to swing by, but we really didn't see anything because everything had at least a 15 minute wait. And, uh, so I, I'm not sure who their E3 audience is because everybody I know is running about 10 minutes late for everything, if not 20, which I hate being late, by the way. Ain't nobody got time to be late. No, no. That makes a bad first impression. So anyway, if their PR, yeah, if their PR approach is a little unique, you can't fault Devolver on their choice in picking out some real indie gems. Uh, much like Adult Swim, they, they really have an uh, eye for some of the goodies. So today I'm going to talk about two of these goodies, Ronin and Not a Hero, which are two deliciously lo-fi darlings that will run on almost any respectable rig. I got them both on uh, my laptop, on kind of a low-end AMD-powered laptop. So first up, Ronin, uh, a game which I'm told is rooted in Gunpoint, but having not played that particular title, my point of reference is Clie's Mark of the Ninja. Did you ever play that one? So please say yes. Right now. Yes. No, fire me. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm going to have to buy that for you right now. Pause the show. I, I purchased that. No, no, this was a really <laughs> good 2D stealth action game. Uh, just, just a whole lot of fun. Games, it is, it? it is, and I'm waiting for a sequel. But they made Don't Starve, and that made a ton of money. So I'm not holding my breath. Oh. So that's that's their money making baby. Uh, Mark of the Ninja, though, is really good. Uh, and so much like that uh, game, it, it kind of has this pulpy vibe um, that it pays homage to um, the old kind of, uh, you know, ninja samurai films. Uh, the plot is a simple revenge setup where the heroine, she, she goes after five executives that are responsible for killing her father. So in execution, that means about 15 chapters, so three sections um, devoted to each particular uh, scoundrel there. Um, the scoundrel. Scoundrel, yes. That's my Even word. Your fancy word. Section scoundrel got the alliteration going. <laughs> Much like Blue and Beloved. In execution... Um, oh, oh, that was too slow. Don't you start. <laughs> I'm an old man. I can, I can hit the low shots now. <laughs> 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 I can get away with this. Um, anyway. So, uh, navigation plays out in real time. Ronan, she scales the walls. Uh, she can use a grappling hook to climb vertically. And she can also smash through windows, which was a little tricky at first until you realize uh, the technique behind that. And everything changes once an enemy takes notice of you. What's the technique behind that? I'm sorry? What's the technique behind that? You kind of have to throw yourself up, and then from when you're up in the air, then you just have to position it just right so you can, you know, get that trajectory, get that curve. But that's what you have to do at full, right? Just to avoid being seen or something, right? You've done this in real life? You scratch no, windows to crash through windows? <laughs> <laughs> what? Sure, Sign every day. bonus no. points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're not right. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay. When I do it, no. <laughs> so so when, <laughs> when enemies do take a notice of you, um, the game transforms into this turn-based affair where a move of the keyboard, controller, mouse, this shows the trajectory of your jump. And uh, what, what happens is um, you will want to jump into enemies, and that knocks them to the ground. At this point, you can take another turn. You can execute them with your sword. Um, but then when there's more than one opponent 
that's when things get really tricky. And uh, what you want to do is you can't get shot. Uh, you don't want to get shot. Um, and so you have to constantly stay in motion. So how do you know when you'll get shot? Well, Ronan is kind enough to show you the exact bullet trajectories, much like the, the flight paths of your jump. And what's interesting is that the game really blends genres particularly well. Um, naturally, there's stealth, so you get a bonus for not alerting enemies. And then there's action, as you are encouraged to kill. Um, you're not trying to avoid the enemies, so you get another bonus for killing them all. And finally, there are puzzle elements. As I mentioned, when there are a lot of enemies really close by, you want to you know pair them out. So each room requires kind of a well-thought-out approach. So next How up... About the lens? How about the length of the game, by the way? How about the length? Some people were, com- well, some people were complaining about it being too short. Some people complain about everything. Know. People are probably complaining well, about that, me that right now. Well, that is true. That is <laughs> That's true. me. Um, Everybody complains. You know, I, I don't want to play Ronin for about 40 hours. So it's... <laughs> well. I mean, it's a great game, but everything, you know, I don't want... One scoop of ice cream is good, but you know, seven seventeen might be a little bit. Or excessive. seventy will be like that. Seventy, like yes, that. that would be that would be uh, swimming in ice cream. No, I, I think it offers uh, probably about six to eight hours, which, considering I believe All its right, normal price fair. tag is around twelve dollars, and your favorite cheap ass got it for about six dollars. So I, I feel I feel I got my money's worth. Yeah, that's about sounds about fair. <laughs> yeah. You're a little <laughs> hesitant on that. Ah, yeah, okay, just barely over that line. So, next up, uh, not a hero, which I also bought on sale. Not a full price hero. Oh yes, um, that's right. How much did you pay for running? For for running? Uh, for ramen. Running. For ramen? <laughs> I usually pay about nine dollars for ramen. I knew you were going to give me shit for that yes. one. But I do get my extra menma uh, bamboo. You know, that's, I believe, a dollar extra on the side. Oh, no, oh, Ronin, Ronin. Uh, no, I paid about <laughs> 6 $7 for that game. That was your favorite part. Well, it's about, yeah, a little bit little cheaper than ramen. Next up is Not a Hero, uh, a game which puts Nerd you... face! <laughs> yes, a Sorry. game which puts you in the role of a, a campaign strategist for a promising political figure. And that sounds absolutely boring, right? A little bit. A little bit. Well, what if I told you that boosting, Just a bit. boosting the awareness of your candidate was accomplished by killing dozens of bad guys? That sounds fun, right? Kind um, of, yeah. Uh, sure. And what if your candidate was D's nuts? <laughs> you heard about Vote that. Voted. Okay. Vote <laughs> of course I have. So not not the hero comes from the UK based <laughs> team at Roll Seven. Uh, they are the studio known for. Ali Ali and its sequel Ali Ali Two, which uh, you might think a skateboarding game and a cover-based shooter have little in common, but there's actually quite a lot of similarity in their approach. Uh, with Ali Ali, it's essential that you press the A button to land a trick, which was a departure from most skating games where you just have to kind of right yourself and orient your skateboard so that's parallel with the ground. Uh, with Not the Hero, you have to press the B button to reload or you are screwed. It's a simple task, but one that the game drills into your muscle memory as you seek uh, perfection across the 21 plus, I think, three bonus levels. Don't quote me on that. Somewhere in that vicinity. So you choose one of nine characters um, that each have their own playstyle, uh, and players kind of mow through halls, and you know they, they go through gun-toting bad guys. Um, and much like Ali Ali's interpretation... 
Yes, of skateboarding. Uh, many things are, are simplified for you. Um, when you pick up like a secondary, like grenades or things like that, or you want to interact with an object, you just stand next to it and a meter fills, uh, much like the Connect interface. And jumping is out of the picture. Instead, you can either do two things. You can take cover uh, with a quick tap of the A button, or you can do this roll with an extended press. And, and the great thing about the roll is that you bowl over enemies, uh, allowing you to kind of stand over them and then kill them point blank in the face. In the face. In the face. Uh, beyond shooting in the direction you're facing, there's no aiming to worry about either. And you get to blow through windows, much like Ronan. By the way. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you were going to use that. On <laughs> yeah, I like climbing um, through windows. <laughs> this week. How similar is it to Broforce, by the way? Not at all. People keep comparing it. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm asking. It, I haven't it's, played it's, it. So it's I'm retro, asking. pixely 2D shooter, but this one is more. When I play Broforce, I'm not really memorizing the levels. I'm just kind of you know going, running, shooting as, as you know objectives appear. I'm not really thinking so about. So this it. one, you actually the, you need to pay yeah, attention to the map. Yeah, this one, yes, this one, you you really do. Um, along the third level, okay. you have to get out within 60 seconds after setting a bomb, um, and so you really have to kind of pay attention to navigational elements and, and things like that. So. I would okay. say the comparison is pretty superficial there. Um, but but like Broforce, um, not a hero, it feels fluid. Uh, as I mentioned, you crash through windows, you, you gun down hordes of foes, all before meeting your boss, and in this case your boss is the Bunny Lord, who at the bottom of the screen, he drives the getaway tr- truck. And what's this great... Why deadly? Yes, what's great about the game is the <laughs> sense of humor. Uh, each character has some amusing quips, um, and the the Bunny Lord's dialogue is just pure batshit insane. Just wonderful. <laughs> like, every line is laugh-worthy there. Tell me about this looking Jesus guy shooting guns. Yes, there are Jesus-looking uh, guys. There is a English guy that rolls akimbo. There is, I can't tell if he's a Scotsman or a country guy impersonating a Scotsman. <laughs> but lots of named Cletus. There's some in- really interesting character designs uh, there. I'm usually rolling yeah. with the English well, it guy. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and well worth the. I think I got it for a half price, so, as I mentioned, $6. Oh, yeah. $12. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I feel like I'm not a hero for not paying full price. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah. That, uh, I did not want to do it because, you know, I did not want to be me. I'll, but... do, I'll do it to myself. Good, good. Thank you for being so thoughtful. here. Uh, next game on my list, Wakfu Raiders. Waifu? Yes. No, I'm just messing with you. Yes. Uh, Wakfu Raiders, uh, which is a game by the up-and-coming player in the mobile arena, Gumi. No, Gumi. Gumi. You've heard of Gumi? <laughs> No? Okay. Well, no. Um, no, the, I did hear of Wakfu before. Okay. Is it similar okay. to the, well, the, the PC version? The, the, name, um, the name is, you, as you can tell, it's set in the Wakfu era, which is about a thousand years after the Dofu era. Um, and I believe the storyline uh, in the game, it, it kind of explains uh, that a creature holds on to six magic eggs for a millennium. And so that is the difference between Wakfu and Dofu. Uh, long story short... Um, both 
Dofu and Wakfu are turn-based games with this gorgeous, beautiful art style. And for the mobile interpretation, the game feels a little bit livelier. It's not so, you know, um, it doesn't feel like it pauses for turn-based. It, it's a little bit more fluid there, um, but still maintains that really gorgeous look. Um, this time out, you're tasked with leading a team through the Land of Twelve. Twelve is the name of the land. Um, so you explore some strange things that are happening in the world um, there. So when you first start Exploring out, what? Huh? Starting Exploring what? Exploring what? <laughs> Exploring the area. Twelve is the name of the land. Not but just there's some strange things. I want to yeah. know. Curious. Uh, <laughs> I actually want to get the game. <laughs> so what am I going to It's a free download, so, so do it. So, so let me explain. When you first start off, you are given a party of three. I think it's the same for everyone, but this is what happened to me. So I had one green archer, one green magic user, and a red fighter. Now, colors are important here because they play into one of the two attacks that you control. Um, now, now, left to their own devices, the party, they just kind of strike at adversaries, take off little bits of damage here and there. But once a gauge is filled, you can issue one of four ta- attacks and a buff by tapping your heroes in patterns based on their color. So green, red, red issues uh, a recovery. Red, green, green offers another type of perk. Now, that's just one time, uh, one type of attack. The other is um, when you constantly attack foes, you build up another gauge that when at capacity, you can swipe your, your hero's icon upward, and that initiates a special, which gives this kind of full screen RPG style cinematic that, that of course, Sounds so does. good. Uh, massive damage. Yeah, it is. It's a little, um, you know, I, I was going through the first couple of worlds and it was kind of samey. There wasn't enough um, <laughs> enough innovation um, that, that, you know, yeah, for me. Yeah, for me. But something. at the same time, I was hooked. Yeah, because old people complain. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> so you... you um, you keep repeating that through each stage, and each stage has a final boss. And then you earn materials, and this is where the, the nuance, I guess, comes in. Um, these can be used to augment your heroes. And then another factor is the placement of your party members. Um, so the people in the front attack first, and, of course, they're first to get attacked, so that would be a good place for your tanks. But but definitely something that you can play. This is going to sound really bad, but you can play with one hand. Oh, no, you're just <laughs> not, that way. not that way. No, but it's just a light, casual mobile mobile game that you can pick up, play for you know five or ten minutes, kind of come back to. And it's not um, you know super involved, like you know they, how they brought over Final Fantasy to did mobile. Did you did you get yes. to try the PvP? Option? No, I, I did not. I okay. But so is it here's similar? No, I didn't try it. Um, no, so here's the thing. I I always hate to go into PvP like right away. I always feel like I need to build up my characters before I even get my ass kicked. <laughs> Why are you in denial? Every single time we do PvP in any kind of MMA, we're always noobs. So there's always going to be some sort of a curve for you to you know, get along with the... I know, but I always, of... want, I always want a small advantage over my fellow noobs. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's half the fun in PvP. You know you I suck know. and eventually you just you know, learn around it. Okay, okay. I will promise I'm to get over it. I'm actually curious because I've never done that uh, on mobile. Yeah. So I would love to see how it works. I'll oh. try to get it... Um, and see how it works. So, so like all free-to-play games, um, I factor in how much pressure there is to spend real money. And after five or six hours of play, I haven't had the urge to open the wallet yet, which is which is cool. Which is definitely you never do. So I don't no, know. No, I take that back. <laughs> take that back. I, I, 
<laughs> I don't want to embarrass myself, but there is a certain tower defense game which I bought two little trinkets. Uh, for well, I want to know which one is it? Which one? Fantasy Tower Defense. I was really hooked bad on that for a long time, which is available for iOS. Very, very, it's like very two good. or three sure. years old, um, but it is a really good um, tower defense game. So last up is Bomb, who let the dog fight. Woof. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, so a pretty bad <laughs> title for a game. Um, unless, yeah, very colorful. For right, sure. unless of course the Baja Boys are now into programming instead of creating their songs. You remember? Wow, was it Baja Men? Baja Boys? Uh, let's just not go there, please. <laughs> <laughs> we already embarrassed ourselves enough. Okay. okay. So titles aside, <laughs> the, the, the bomb in the title is the one attached to the bottom of your aircraft's wing, and this plane in question is piloted by no other than Marcel Les Moustaches Gaston. Yes, Les Moustaches. Are you, doing um, it? Are you saying all this with a pinky up? <laughs> yeah, and my beret <laughs> on with a slight with a slight twist. So Les Moustaches. He seems like a pacifist at heart. Um, he traded in his weapons for sure. A, a pacifist that is dropping bombs everywhere. <laughs> no, no. Before yeah. he does that, he he obviously wants to get out. But much like, you know, Michael Corleone, he gets pulled back in. So um, he, he trades in all his weapons for a crate of wine, which, you know, I, I can identify with that. Uh, but then uh, he goes you into... you do? I guess, <laughs> yes. I'm not going to trade in my weapons for much of anything. <laughs> he goes into a casino. Uh, and as he is playing, it, uh, you know, happens to burn down to the ground. And that is kind of the impetus for the game. And so the, this boss, this kingpin, kind of pulls him back in, gives him weapons, and that kind of becomes your training. So th this is all a plus for players, and especially for players who can appreciate flight sims in the vein of Crimson Skies. So a little, just a touch, just a tinge of the arcade element there. So there's a series of missions that, that acclimate players to, to the basics of combat, uh, which, is, which is better than having to earn your pilot's license through a series of long and trying tests there. And so in just a, a few minutes, you're giving the bombs, uh, as the title indicates, but you're also giving rockets and machine guns, which you use to take down your new boss's uh, enemies um, there. And I played with the controller, and flight, yes, uh, flight felt right. I'm just um, doing the sound effects for you. It's more of a... You're welcome. <laughs> there's a... <laughs> I haven't seen any lasers I'm in the game. At it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paul. Okay, there's no lasers <laughs> yet. <laughs> They'll add those in. Uh, and also, there is there is oh no auto there is no auto targeting, and I would not have that a any other way. Wait, was that a snub comment? The, yes, I can You're be snobby. Such a snob. I, my pinky is still up, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I am in full snob mode. <laughs> so. so Yes. Okay, why do you hate out of target though? No, I don't hate it. I just don't want it in Air Sims. Okay, I don't hate it. I don't like it. Because okay. I've played enough Air Sims to, to to know where the plane is going and to kinda of lead where that target is going to be. And so I know exactly where where to shoot. And so in oh, this okay. case, there's no auto targeting, but they do for for noobs, they do offer little tiny uh translucent um 
not, not a cursor, but a, uh, I guess a crosshair for you, that shows where you where to fire your machine gun, giving your adversary's trajectory there. And you also have the other thing you have is an arrow pointing you in the right direction as well. Um, so kind of prop driven, you know, prop. I think there are some jets, um, you know, that kind of fantastic combination that that arrow there. Pew, pew. But, yeah, but you do have a few modern-day amenities there. Uh, th- there is a little bit of um, wonkiness in the game right now. Um, so We won- have to get to that, huh? Yes, so apostrophes weren't uh, really in the game, so don't becomes D-O-N space It's a feature! It's, it's a feature, it's not a bug. And exactly. the other thing is that conversations, they kind of end abruptly. The dialogue there. The dialogue is interesting. So you have this uh, wing person. But what do you person. mean it ends Like, he doesn't allow you to read it? Like oh, like, just... okay, like, I'm going to foreshadow the end of the show. It's just going to stop. Oh, <laughs> In a, oh, in a okay. rough sense. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so you, you, <laughs> no, it just, it, it just feels like there's no closure on each conversational bit. Does that make sense? Let's yes. move on. Yeah, <laughs> without closure. So you have a wing person. <laughs> uh, uh, their name is Takashi. A uh, little bit gender ambiguous. Um, could be waifu husbando material. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but the... Um, hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, but one of the things I do like about the game, if you can look past it, these small elements, is that the game is uh, a looker. One of the things that's really cool is the plumes of black smoke that's left behind damage aircraft. Uh, the water textures are really good. And I know some people might have had some issues with frame rate, but on the two rigs I played this, I haven't seen any uh, huge issues with that. So um, it's cell shaded, so I'm and I wasn't playing close attention whether I was getting 60 frames per second or merely 30, but it was fluid enough for me. And that is Bomb, who let the dogfight, starring. What's with the What's with the two different titles, by the way? That I have no idea. <laughs> that threw me. Just notice that there's one on the top of the, yes. of the store, and there's another one on the logo. <laughs> that threw me for a loop, pun intended. Uh, yeah, there are two different after the after the colon. There's two different uh, subtitles there. I just, I just go by the Steam name, which is Who Let the Dog Fight. But there's another oh, one with uh, Marcel Le Moustache Gaston. <laughs> Your favorite effect. part. Yes. He's a hard-drinking, semi-pacifistic Frenchman, which I can identify with, I guess, through gaming. You can? Maybe. That's, that's new. I liked him Maybe as a character. No, I can't. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> You're too young to get those low blows. <laughs> okay, that's it. Abrupt conclusion. No, abru- abrupt handover. I'm going to hand it over to you. What have you been playing? With one hand? <laughs> yes, um, or two. I've been playing, as you can see, you can hear there is an ice cream truck going by. Yes. Are you going to leave that in? Twisted Metal. You've been playing Twisted Metal. And there's, what's his name? Sweet Tooth is, is cruising by. <laughs> I've been playing Flum. This is a game developed by Henchman and Goon. So, were you going to make a joke? No, no joke for you. It was launched back in April. Can I, can I say I played it a little bit too? That's no Flum? joke. That's no. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's disgusting. I did not play. I played the game Flum, not with my Flum. <laughs> Anyways, Flum is this two D action platformer. It's um. In the best and one of the most enjoyable retro speedrunners that I have played recently. It's, it is. It's an yes. enjoyable game, even though that it's complicated and whatnot. I really enjoyed it. Like, complicated the game or is, hard? Or just yes, hard. Okay. it is. Yeah, it, it's a little bit unforgiving. Yes. The game is fast-paced. Uh, there is plenty of dying. 
the difficulty, I believe, or at, at least it felt at times that it spiked at different times, like in the same design, in the same level, it would be like completely simple at first, and then it will be spikes everywhere that you will be like, where the hell am I going to go through? But, you know, I think uh, even as unforgiving as it was, it was a lot of fun for me to play. It's all about the time for this one. So, for example, you have three different achievements that you do per level that you can get bronze for of course the slowest time that we all get at first then there is silver it's kind of like hey nice try you chump and then we have golden because golden is like you know this kind of what the hell is this is not going to happen kind of score you're not human I did not believe that I could ever in any moment of my life achieve like eight seconds of for example the very first levels that I got to play it's just not happening. Luckily, Flem never really felt repetitive or boring to me, actually quite the opposite. I believe the challenge comes with the satisfaction of finally getting through all those spikes and all the ugly places that you know you have to get through every single time. Gives me the rewarding feeling that I, you know, I can jump and avoid death and, you know, like good old school games and stuff like that. No, the game was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Aesthetically speaking, was very pleasant, surprisingly, because we're talking about phlegm. Um, <laughs> I did not expect that to become this, you know, this little snot cure environment creatures, and, and, and then everything just comes together. The colors are really pleasant as well, everything connected with the world maps. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I can shamelessly admit that this green, gooey, tiny blob of grass was surprisingly much more adorable than... I expected. Mm-hmm. Regarding the music, it was 8-bit goodness all around. You know, the, the soundtrack is really good, like all classic. It gave me a lot of good old vibes like from good old days. Would you say if you're easily frustrated, Flem, it's not for you? How long did it take you to, to like <laughs> come up with that? I've and been work? working on it all day. Yes, because I, it was like you were just waiting for that, weren't you? No, the game, the game is great and, and your puns are Great too because you're my boss. <laughs> no, you know when I first saw the game trailer, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, the game was quite a pleasant surprise for me because I, I didn't understand at first when it said try. I think it was try, die, cry, repeat. I was like, oh come on! I mean, I saw the trailer and it looked fairly simple. The controllers are jump, you know, right and left and all this kind of stuff. You, aren't that you the, think you aren't those the lyrics to "Losing My Religion" by REM? Wow, you, you're <laughs> you're somewhere else today. <laughs> Then, you know, and, and the game, you know, and as I was saying, the game did not appear to be this complicated as it would seem. And I've started playing in like in a half an hour into it. I could understand what the hell it was. And I felt like a complete masochist because I kept on playing and it was really fun. Snot never looks so damn adorable before. Check it out. Flum. Outside of Flum, we have another dorky kind of derpy fun. I'm sure you played it as ba- well. It's based on a mucous membrane? No, no, no mm. more. No more. no more fluids. Um, we have Checo. Yes. Remember Checo? Yes, Checo. Checo in the castle of Lucio. I think this is probably the derpiest, most what the fantastic game I have ever played in my entire life. I did not know what I was doing, but I loved it. And the whole thing just looks like when I saw the trailer, I want to hear your feedback from the trailer. Uh, because it, it was, it made me it was, think any Japanese that I do know, I don't know. <laughs> so, so it melted my brain. But I loved it. 
it was hilarious like, huh? because you have this first yeah you have this first trailer which I think it was like some sort of a puppet or something he was yeah. talking in Japanese and then they, no, they jumped a raider I don't think it was Japanese it was made to sound like Japanese but it wasn't well something was happening okay. and it, it was, was it was like Simish. It, <laughs> it was so strange and then there's another trailer in the store which is the the same character Checo mm. talking in English it was like you're good yeah I'm good oh my god it was like what is yeah. going on. Why am I watching this? And you just can't stop watching it. So I don't know. The whole experience was really... Wow. Have you watched a lot of Checo? Uh, no, actually. You know, I got to find out about this by reviewing the game because I did not know what the hell was happening. So, of course, I had to Google. And looking into this, I learned that Checo is the creation of Marcelo Barbosa. He's a, a Brazilian cartoonist. Now became, of course, a game developer with the game and all that. He's been working on this for a, for a while. I think he developed the same game for free a few times ago, like when it was free on James Games Jolt and another place. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, it, we we have it. Like it's, it's I don't even it's just, I don't even know what the hell to say about Checo because it's just so strange. This character is just so unique. The guy seems to be working on this since 1999. Luckily, I mean, he's been working on it for so long, and now he. Be- have it on no, it's a, no, it's a game. <laughs> it's such an obscure indie project, though. I yeah. mean, even though that currently seems to have a large following in Brazil, uh, I I don't even know what to say about it because it's and seriously so out there. Did you get to see any of the of the clips from I, Check on? I played it, a little bit. Even no no no, but I mean the the, the oh, animation. No, no. No, I, I, in, I even the way he works, it. I mean the way he walks is just Dirty. wow. Yeah. Yeah. How far did you get into the game? Is the best way to put it. I mean, How it's far did so... you get into the game? Um, I played for like an hour, but mostly was dying. So <laughs> a lot of dying. This like five seven screens or something like that. I did. I don't even know. I mean, the game at first was really fun because the first thing you get to see, I think, it was this big dog spitting fire. I was like, oh my god, this is this is no, this is good. We're 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 getting up to a good start here. But then. As I got into the game, you start to learn that you have like keys and you have all these things that you actually can jump on that I did not know because it seemed like part of a background. Right. So that, a little- that totally was- threw me off. It was like all yeah. my NES training went to waste because I had that <laughs> little picture frame in the background. I can actually, you know, sit on yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, was, it was strange. It's not, at first, it was, a, it was like a kind of a different experience, but I really enjoyed it because I don't play, I haven't played. An indie like this before. Definitely but the awful. game is all about that. I mean, uh, the game is super fun and, and derpy, but all you have to do is just basically collect the, the, collect the keys in order for you to actually move away from the scenario and stuff. It's just that the scenarios do not correlate or anything. Like, every single scene is different from the other, and one, we, one scene you have a dog spinning fire outside, and the next you have a zombie. So that's as much sense as it makes. But it's a lot of fun because it's got a lot of challenge as well. Kind of different challenge from, like, Flum, but at the same way, gives you a lot of nostalgia from how hardcore and unforgiving those games back then used to be. Like Milton's Secret Castle. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. So how far did you get into the game, by the way? Okay, on the count of three, we'll see how many screens we made it. No, in. no, One, no, no. You two, tell me. I already said three, I was going to get eight. I hate. <laughs> I played for an hour and made it through about eight screens. Yeah, exactly the same way I did. I feel like frustrated because I just kept on dying. I did not know what was going on. I did. I mean, like, what is this? Yes. Because I'm going Checo to admit it. I did. I did try to like jump on their heads, Mario style. And yeah. Did not. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ch- I blame you for that. Yeah, Ch- Checo Checo is also a pacifist. <laughs> he does not fight anything. He just runs. He does not. Everything way. kills you. Yes. Get in that Do you think that's a worldview? Do you think that says something about the creator? Like you really have that. You are like really, really. No. No, I don't know where you are today, but like not here. <laughs> from REM to what, this. What is this depth coming from? I don't even know. Sure, let's go with a deeper meaning. Yes. Sure. Sure. That makes you happy. What else have you been playing? <laughs> well, outside um, this lovely indie seven plan, I've also been playing a lot of mobile games. Recently, I discovered a beautiful game called Down the Mountain. Yes, Down the Mountain. This is a game developed by Mut Matloup. He's an indie Belgian. Say that again. Matloup. No, I'm UD. Okay, Mudloop. I'm in a lot of pain today. Don't don't try to go easy on my accent. (laughs) Indie Belgian mobile team. I think it's a one-man studio or something. I mean, the the idea of the game is very simple, but for some reason it's just impossibly addictive. You start at the top of the mountain, and the goal is just to hop down and collect stars and keys and you know the usual you avoid bears and, and cars and, and certain death. Yeah. So the game is it's, it's like my it's really commute to work. Sure, I know right. Bears. We all go through that. Yes. So the and game the is entire <laughs> The game is entirely designed with isometric it's isometric blocks from the characters to the elements and everything in the on the mountain. It looks very impressive we'll put together the game is visually extremely pleasant to look at it because, you know, I've been looking at it for weeks and everything. You've got about 28, I think, characters to unlock, and there's over 200 missions to do in the game. Every single time you start a turn, they give you a different kind of mission that you, you know, you just can accomplish. The missions are for a very simple. You can just, you know, play for a specific amount of seconds and you can play with specific characters or collect an amount of stars. It, it goes different ways, but they're very enjoyable because they're completely changing and they're always um, different and, and varied. Uh, what else? The gameplay, as I said, is just pretty simple, but it I, at first it doesn't seem like it will be that challenging, but according to the missions, like for example, you could get given, like, you need to get poisoned this round. And then to just keep on going down the freaking mountain and there's no poisonous block anywhere. So just have to keep on going trying to avoid certain death and stuff and spikes and all that stuff. But it's really fun because, you know, even though that you can turn back, it gives you kind of like an idea for you to, you know, not fuck it up. You have to go down every single block and you just have to prevent, like, not try to, to jump on any false blocks or cracked ones and stuff like that. Who's your favorite character? Um, it's difficult to say because the characters for me are one of the best features from the game. I mean, I love doing the missions that for some reason it just gives me some sort of sense of accomplishment of spending hours on it. <laughs> so the characters are another thing that I love to unlock. I have noticed that when you play with different ones, they give you different themes or different um, little details that they change in between the gameplay. Like, for example, one thing that um, I play with the little ghost one, and every single time you choose it, it's, um, it's a little guy that makes everything night, like nighttime or something like that. So, for example, in that scenario, when you play with a cow, everything seems like it's daytime and stuff like that. It's kind of like little details that change in the gameplay as well. I've also... Oh, yes, and there's a lot of pop culture references, I will say, because I recently... I unlocked this week a little guy called Walter, who surprisingly has a yellow suit. 
So mm. kind of give me a nod. Breaking Bad. Those I love that. Also, I liked a little, <laughs> a little dorky. I think twerking block, which is that uh, the name is Hannah, and she's got uh, her tongue out, old Miley Cyrus style. So I'm guessing it's from Hannah Montana, sure. Miley Cyrus Probably. or something. And there's another one that I unlock, which is called Kim. She's just got this blocky boobs. It's hilarious. It's like the freaking thing looks deformed. So it's really funny because all these kind of references, you, you start unlocking things, and it, I'm sure that everything seems to be connected somehow. With Who's the one character with the flannel shirt that critiques tropes? What's her name again? Hmm. I don't <laughs> know. I'm here scratching my non-existent beer. I'll get back on you on that. And um, what else? Well, not just the characters are fantastic. They're like over 78. I think I've unlocked about 16, 18 so far. You can unlock them in different ways. You can unlock them by um, number of missions. You can unlock chests and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different things that you can actually do in the game for you to, you know, keep a lot of gameplay time running. I might check it out. Yeah, the, the game is quite enjoyable to me. I mean, I found myself playing it for longer than I expected. I remember checking it out online and I was like, oh, this looks nice. And I started playing it. And, you know, unfortunately for me, this is something that I get to do a lot because I spend time at the hospitals from time to time. And playing mobile games to me is probably like the best way to cope while wasting, you know, hours away in waiting rooms and doctors and, and, and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, Down the Mountain has been a game that has kept me company through some rough times recently. Oh. I know that people hate mobile days and stuff like that but they mean a lot to me basically because you know they keep me they keep me together when i need to at least you know be kept together like that another game that has been my companionship god i'm obsessed with this game i have to admit it has <laughs> been my companionship through some difficult times is uh monster save my metropolis yes I recently, um, I'm going back into surgery, I recently got the bad news from back in May, and it's been really difficult for me to go through all this stuff, so that's why I've been playing probably more mobile games than I'm usually doing, so going in through oncology, Monsters, if my metropolis has been my companion in all those rough things. So, yeah, I mean, I had the choice to download uh, between Follow, Shelter, and Monsters, if my metropolis, and I'm happy with the choice, because I can't put that game down. Uh, this game, this awesome sauce of a game, is a uh, product of developer Spikpok. They are the same guys that have done Monsters Ate My Condo yes. back in 2011, I believe. And then Super Monsters Ate My Condo. I think it well played all those games back in, I think it was 2012 or something. So here, my joy when I was like, yay, another game in the, in the franchise when I actually get to see Monsters Ate My Metropolis now. I think... Pickpock is also the responsible for doing Robot Unicorn Attack 2, I believe, which is another Adult Swim game uh, title. And, you know, they're very well known for most of what mobile sport games, I believe, like soccer and whatnot. And also this movie adaptation. Do you mean football? We're going to go into that. Are we really <laughs> going to go into that now? I'm sorry. <laughs> two I'll different things. Uh, what was I saying? Well, oh, yeah, some games, football. people, and all that stuff. Yeah. Soccer. <laughs> well, anyways, clearly these developers know what they're doing. And, you know, even though that Monsters is a very well-known franchise, Monsters A. Metropolis, they bring a new gameplay idea into the franchise. I believe it's absolutely fantastic, but maybe some people will need to know more information to go before downloading the game. The game, unlike 
the condo one and the monster said my condo the dynamic changes completely we don't have this fast pace color um num numbing kind of thing going on now we have cards we have stats we have numbers we have turns and all sorts of new things you know that they put together just perfectly i mean it works for me i completely love this turn kind of thing the first step for you to get into the gameplay is you have to select your monster so this is a very crucial moment for you you have I think you have four or five. You have Mr. Shigoto, first of all. He's a Japanese businessman who mutated into some sort of a big green guy wearing tiny shorts and eight-shaped suspenders or something. This is the one that I will assume you, you chose, right? Too when much like started. me in real life. <laughs> well, so no. it is like... No? No, I, I chose the green. The green or the blue one? The... This is the green guy. This oh, is no, the, the blue, green. the blue one, the blue one. Okay, so you chose Reginald Starfire. He's yes. supposedly to be an 80s point band frontman turned rainbow unicorn or something like that. Which is, like I guess, a lot like me, too. So maybe I should yeah, I know, right? Else, right? Just your freaking life story right there. It's just... My idol career, yes. Yeah, I know, right? It's just perfect for you. Then we also have uh, Boathead, which is a giant muted crab. It's so adorable and so derpy with the boat on his hand and stuff. Is that who you picked? No, actually, the one that I picked is Lord Ferocious. He's this derpy and adorable puck. It's floating in some sort of a mechanical machine. You know which one it is? It's a yellow one. I love him because dogs and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you didn't pick Lord Ferocious. Really? Honestly, I mean, the businessman was a joke, but this one is pretty. He's a little small. He's a little tiny. Really? You're going to tell me this after three poodles? <laughs> the 12 really? and under club guy says too tiny. <laughs> wow. Size matters. Okay. All right. Well, um, okay, moving on. So from here, you get started with a listing. Where you select your monster, and then you just go from listing, and you choose which city you want to attack. And uh, the listing is going to provide you with stats, and of course they matter. Ideally, you want people around your level and you know rank and all that stuff, because usually when you see someone with a lot of population, it means that they've probably been playing longer than you, and chances are they have better cars than you. The cars are amazing, by the way. They have um, colors, and you have different kind of uh, damage stuff based on you know, bronze. It's really fun because, I mean, you have different kind of techniques that you have. You can drain life, you can uh, poison, you can do pew-pews. Yeah, with, you can recover life, like, too. You have a lot of different uh, moves. There's like a sumo wrestler or something that falls in your head, too. It's fantastic, this whole different kind of decks. And you do have two different kind of things that you need to look after. Like, for example, you have your CD stats and your CD deck and you have your CD monster, um, you have your monster deck and your monster stats and all that stuff. So when you level your monster, it's because you're fighting cities and when you level your cities, because your cities being attacked by monsters. So you actually have to do both kind of things and keep your decks updated and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun, actually. I, I, really, I really enjoy that kind of stuff. Maybe for me, it really works. You have... Now, yeah, the car have got colors as well, which is something that really matters. Like, for example, um, if I remember correctly, you have blue that is better than red, and red is better than green, and green is better than yellow, and yellow is better than blue. Everything is open deck, so you actually get to see the, the, 
usually because there's some hidden cars apparently but you have an open deck so you can see your opponent's cars or the city cars in this case and the car and the city can see your car so basically you get you're able to when it's your turn you kind of plan your move ahead of time according to colors and stuff so you actually can get mitigates and stuff like that so and that can augment but, damage or in your opponent's case um kind of diffuse like, their damage. Their yeah, 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 which is it's cool. Really, I love that. So it's, it takes a little bit more of, you know, like swiping a color or something like that. So that's probably why I like this game so much. Another thing that I love about this game, and, and it's just fantastic, is, is the song Once You Win. I think this is probably the one thing that I love, I've ever loved the most in any game because the song is like, because you're a winner, the winniest winner. The bestest winner. The song is I, I love it. I just cannot express how much I absolutely love it. I actually been tweeting uh, victory screenshots and, and screenshots of the game, and people seem to agree that the song is the best song there is. Because this, oh, you don't like it? Seriously. No, no, I love it. I love it, I love it. I love it so good. We talked about it twice. <laughs> 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 because. Monsters ate the podcast? Yes, they did. Yay! Yes. yes. This is our, what? Second? Yeah, okay, second go-around. No, second go-around. The third? Did I miss one? Uh, probably. I'm not sure anymore. So before we, we, we close the show, I want to send uh, a big podcast hu- uh, hug to J.D. Mortar and Biggs from Pickpock because they've been such a bunch of lovely people on Twitter. You guys are the winniest winners to me. And oh, don't forget, we got a question this week. We do? Yes, we got a question from Ruthless Akira. Well, a serious question. Who is your favorite indie movie director? Keeping with the indie vibe. I remember talking uh, about a year ago about uh, a British team that that was working on a few clips. I think they're still working on a movie for Killing Floor. I know most people know that I'm obsessed with first-person shooters and stuff like that, pew-pews indeed, and they were working on this movie for Killing Floor. They have got clips and, and like, videos and stuff of all these kind of, like, monsters and, and characters for Killing Floor. For me, they are one of the most uh, amazing indie directors and indie filmmakers there is. It connects both gaming and, is the, I think the name is Resistant Films. They're amazing. Do they have the Lolitas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. Sadly, we'll no. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> so, which one is yours? Uh, well, I grew up watching and loving Hong Kong cinema, uh, wearing out my VHS copies of John Woo's The Killer and Hard Boiled, as well as Jackie Chan films. So, few American directors could, could match the, the hyperkinetic, really hectic pace, the fluidity, just the badass coolness of the Hong Kong movies. I, I thought Anton, uh, Antoine Foucault. Um, kind of give it a good at- attempt with the replacement killers, but for me it was Robert Rodriguez, um, El Mariachi Great Desperado. Um, basic- yeah, he basically contextualized just the fighting and gunplay, which I loved about you know Hong Kong cinema, and just gave it this cowboy tinge in a little Mexican town, and then he added <laughs> Salma Hayek, uh, Danny Trejo, and came up with Pure Magic. Um, there, so I, I, I love. Yeah, um, he has a book. I forgot the name. I believe it's Rebel Without a Crew. And to me, it was just fascinating how 
he it's a book was with, able, like what a biography. Uh, yeah, he was in the hospital um, writing oh, the script for El, El Mariachi. He volunteered for drug testing, and that gave him thirty days to write a script. And with the five thousand or so dollars he got, thirty days was next to nothing. Yeah, so with the money he got, that was what he bankrolled into uh, El Mariachi. And so he just, you know, got that, got a bus and all the little different props that he could find, made that movie, and uh, that is legend. And, uh, wow. you know, I, I see, I don't see as many just upstarts kind of break through the Hollywood system. And I'd love to see, you know, more yeah. people with just such, yeah, I know there's people with talent and an eye uh, for that, like Rodriguez, and I'd love to see, you know, more. So, yeah, he's, he's my pick. Great choice. So I, I want to give a heartfelt thank you to all our listeners for tuning in. Download yes. Monsters in My Metropolis today. <laughs> yes, and Monsters. Today. No, today, really. Right just now. Stop everything right you're now. doing and just go download it. It's a right. lot of fun and it's free. And you can probably. Just like the boss likes it. And you can probably take down my city or your city. What? Oh, what's the name of your city? San Francisco. But I had to abbreviate it. I had to take out a letter or two. And yours? Uh, hot Compton. potato. Com- what? <laughs> hot potato. <laughs> Puck Tato. Oh, okay. Puck Tato. Let me be. Let me be. So we'll be back in a few weeks with the rest of the crew and maybe a few surprises. Big question. I have a big question for the audience. I already managed to collect all the coins to unlock a new monster in the game. So which one do you think it should be? Okay. And why? It's a new monster. And I know everybody's going to say that I should should unlock Mr. Shigoto because he looks like you. I know. He looks like who? Looks like me? You. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Unlock me, please. Save me. We're getting into tropes here. We need somebody with a <laughs> with big yeah. earrings and a flannel shirt to save me. Uh, so until then, you can follow me at tech underscore gaming and, t- and Cy at Cy OMG Yeah, if you do follow the boss on Twitter, you're going to realize that he's got a magical talent for breaking things. Every single time he's tweeting, he's either getting scammed by a store, or he broke a, a, a package or something, and he's a, there's always something. It's, it's fascinating. Do I follow him. broke a him. package? When, when did I break a package? You got a book or something recently that was in like at least a month. Of oh, that was a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> don't order from back. So that was just wrong. Okay, because so I still remember what you said about the book, and I was like, eee, I will burn that. Pro so, tip yeah. from the li- for the listeners: don't get <laughs> PC games from Best Buy because they'll send you ones that have been at the bottom of the the bargain bin for a month. Sticky ones and everything. So yes. yeah, it's important to follow the boss for this for this sticky. kind of stuff. Yes, ah. these are the pro tips you won't get anywhere else. Sti- sticky or stinky? I'm probably both in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was just too much to me. Yeah, that, so. That's worse than phlegm. <laughs> okay. No, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And experience as well. Ooh, cause you're a winner. The winniest winner. Mm, the bestest winner. You push this button super well. Your monster's totally badass totally bad No one's ass gonna ass mess with you, you. Cross the city with your fingertip Just don't crack your screen and two. Or it's gonna get expensive Ooh, cause you're a winner Bestest winner Ooh, The winniest winner